there was a story that, well, Ryan uh, wanted to uh, bring these guys on. He's like, hey, there's some total strangers that I want to invite on the show. And that was it. And they're in a band. And I was like, okay, who's the band? And Ryan's like, they're called Blondes. And that's it. And I just found them. So can we put them on the show? And I was like, sure, it's great. So there is a bit of a story here. And I wanted to welcome uh, William and Tom to the program now. William, you're the singer of, of Blondes. Is it Blondes, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was told very clearly you are not the blondes. No, just blondes. No, 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 yeah, just blondes. Yeah, we've left it. Um, and uh, Tom is the bass player now. Tom, are you and William in the same city? Where are you? We're actually in the same house, <laughs> but we thought it'd be easier. Oh, nice. We thought it'd be easier to do oh, separate calls. Bandmates and you live together. Yeah, so um, mm-hmm. four of us yeah. live together. Um, so as myself, wow. Will, the lead guitarist and the rhythm guitarist, and sadly Mark doesn't live with us. But yeah, um, so. Well, I'm just below Will actually, but it's a bit easier if we because the rooms are so small in oh. the student house. Yeah. We thought it'd be easy just. Yeah, to but it doesn't fit in my room. You know, you can fit one person, so it's best so, to put in our separate rooms. Mark might be the smart one then, right? Who doesn't live with all you guys? He's the one who gets a break, or how does that work? Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, think, I think he's got yeah. the best deal. Mm-hmm. Nice. Okay, well, uh, maybe Ryan, why don't you explain how you found uh, these fellas and then um, talk about the music. Well, yeah. Well, much like it seems many of your listeners now, I found you guys via TikTok, specifically from Lizzo, the queen. Uh, it was just a weird surprise. Like, you know, it's the the context of the TikTok is, uh, you know, making fun of a coming of age movie where you use the song coming of age. And that's how I found your music. And then uh, just looking at, you know, how your Spotify streams, for example, and seeing millions of streams of this one song, even though you guys only have three songs published, that was crazy. I was like, there has to be a story there. You know, these guys are either in a movie or something, looked on TikTok, and here we are. So maybe can you guys explain how the heck that all started with the TikTok? You know, were you there when you watched it blow up or did you just wake up, check your phones one day and be like, oh, well, this is a surprise. Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, we're happy to um, share that. Um, so the, I guess the the story or the 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 journey for that particular song that got um, huge on TikTok properly started like um, in sort of October time, where we started to notice these uh, um, these these big names on TikTok start to use our song. The song got released um, in April. So quite some uh, 2020, so quite some time ago, and was the odd video was used here and there on TikTok. It had been on TikTok for uh, since it got released in April, and then in the summertime we started to notice that there's uh, some quite big um, uh, uh, some quite big uh, people on TikTok were using that video, uh, were using our song on videos of theirs, and um, there was a is a Canadian, he's Canadian, right, Mr. Hall. I think he's American. I think he's. I don't know. I don't know. I'm pretty sure he's, he's um, North American. Yeah, yeah. He's a he's a, a geography teacher. He's got quite a big following um, on TikTok, and is he gets millions of views, and likes on every video he makes. And he decided to uh, make a video parodying a coming of age movie. And he thought our song. Um, Probably because of the title would be a good uh, would be a good fit for that. So he used our, our song for that video. That video got millions of that was the first viral 
huge video. Um, and then since then, it just it just a snowball effect, and 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 more and more high profile people start using um, using our song, and it's like one hundred eighty thousand videos with the song now. At this point, I think the weirdest thing about it though um, is at the time we were all stuck inside. We all had COVID, so we were sat there like yeah. being sorry for ourselves, really? coughing and spluttering, not being able to even go for a walk, and then we woke up. I think it was Alex looked on his TikTok because none of us had TikTok apart from Alex. And he looked on his phone like, our song's been used like a thousand times overnight. I was like, a little bit weird. Like, what's going on? And then gradually it like doubled every day. And then we started getting getting um, like emails from, from record labels and ARs. And then TikTok got in touch themselves going, hey guys, your song's blown up. I'm like, whoa. And we're like, we can't even leave the house to have a pint and celebrate. We can't even, we can't even go outside for a walk. Um, so yeah, it was it was a really surreal. It happened as well, so basically overnight, and um, yeah, we can't really explain it, but we'll always be grateful for that that one teacher who who we've actually become kind of mm-hmm. friends with um, for like making the yeah, yeah. So it's, it was crazy and uh, happened in the weirdest circumstances, but yeah, it was cool. Mm. And with the with the lit, we're, we're finding out about Lizzo. Um, I think only a few days before, um, there's a famous. Um, a uh, famous football player from Bayern Munich, Alfonso Davis, um, and he he used to, he used our song for one of his videos, and uh, so he at, at that point he was probably the most famous person who'd used the song. And then a couple of days later, it was Lizzo who knocked him off the knocked him off the pedestal, knocked him off his perch, and uh, that was just a mental. That was a crazy week when they both like within the same week they both used the song. Um, so it was nuts. Crazy. Well, I mean, many Canadians will be familiar with Alfonso because he's born yeah. in Canada. I don't know if you guys know yeah. that. Well, technically, he's born in Ghana, but lived in, grew up in Canada, uh, which is uh, that's cool. It's a little bit of a connection there. Yeah. So, how does that feel then? You go from you know watching you. I imagine you guys are pretty proud of that song. It's a great song. Release the track, and then all of a sudden, this crazy surge of publicity, probably from an unexpected source. You know, where does that lead you? Ooh, so it, it was at the, at the at the time it was quite overwhelming because there was so much going on, and we're like five lads from Nottingham who we've only we never paid a shout outside of Nottingham, so we've never paid in front of more than 100, 150 people. So at the time, we were like, "What's going on?" We had all these emails coming in from record labels wanting to talk to us, and we're like, "We don't even have a team. We don't have a manager." Like, myself and Mark mm-hmm. were kind of coming. We had with no team, mm-hmm. no structure. So at the time, it was really overwhelming, um, but also so exciting. Like it's what we dreamed of doing as like young, like young kids to play music, mm-hmm. and the fact that people actually like yeah. our songs worldwide was a bit mental. And then we started gradually getting a team together of people who like knew what was going on. Because we don't have a clue, we still don't know what's going on. Really, people talk about all these deals mm. and stuff. It's like, yeah, cool. It's it's whatever that means. Um, so we're lucky that we quite early on we established a team of people we trusted um, who could do all the not the uh, the boring stuff, but like the technical legal stuff we don't understand, and we can kind of mm-hmm. focus on the music. And it kind of gave us a more of an impetus to write more music and uh, create more songs because living in the pandemic was quite depressing in itself, and it, it kind of like. You can't gig, you can't go out and, and really record much. Um, so it kind of gave us, gave us a, a real drive to like, actually, people like our music, let's just make more. And since then, we've been really productive and yeah, it was just crazy. It's been really inspiring. Yeah, that's, that's, that's well, very it's funny true. how 
that goes from, you know, all living in a, all jokes aside about living in the same house, but it turns out to be quite convenient because there you are uh, with your music getting shared all over the world. And now you're able to walk down the hallway and knock, knock, knock. Hey, Tom, I have an idea. Like yeah. that. It's that simple, right? Yeah. That's kind of, it, it does work out in effect. It kind of gives you this sort of incubation period of, of, well, where are we? Uh, it sounds like there's some real self-reflection about, okay, well, whoa, you know, there's a thing here. Um, and so you get to be present to that. Plus you have access to each other, which many other musicians that I know have not been able to even get in front of their, uh, not as a band, but as a, as a singer songwriter and get in front of their trusted bass player, their trusted drummer, who maybe they only see in the studio or on tour, not so much just in day-to-day business of, of the business. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's been really important. Um, having, having the majority of us in this house just to be able to, if, if any idea, uh, anything creative pops into anyone's head, they can straight away just sort of, as you say, just knock on the door and say, Oh, now I've got this idea before I forget it. I, mean, I, I, I just recorded an acoustic, I did a, a demo of a little acoustic thing we wrote. I just demoed it an hour ago, my guitar player in, uh, his bedroom which is the largest room and that's like the studio just because it's the biggest and it's got the most uh, basic equipment but I was, I was literally just doing that an hour ago um, so we can do it as often as, as we like there's no like restrict there's no like difficulty logistical difficulty because we're all here and we can all just be creative and, and, and write as much as we can which has been really really good so where do you go next in all of this, I mean, you've got TikTok, you have uh, tours of 100 people uh, made up uh, largely by friends and family yeah. <laughs> of shows, I would imagine. Like, no, like speak to it frankly. I mean, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, at one time, you must be, uh, in one, on one side, like, you must be, like, just excited. Like, I can't wait to get out. I can't wait to rock out. And at the same time, somewhat terrified because there is this whole perception of you guys being you know, this, this big organization. And yet you're still kind of grassroots in that you're just a bunch of dudes that like playing music together, which again, I, I can't help, but be drawn to the fact that what a gift that is, because I would, you know, so many of the singers that I've known, like as soon as the business kicks in, sometimes the love goes away and you guys are still sort of stuck. It's like juxtaposition of that, of both of those things. Yeah. So you know, what's the first thing when you guys are allowed out of the house, I guess, um, that you're going to do as the, has the, the management people already, you know, written that part for you? Is there a plan now or are you just waiting? Yeah, I think that's a really good point. I think that's what the main thing is we, we went, went into this pandemic as people who did the band as a hobby and like, yeah, this is really fun. We play a few shows in the local area to our friends and family, as you said, and now coming out of the pandemic, the situation and circumstances can be so different. We're going to have to like, it we're kind of in the someone said to us the other day we're in the public eye now and that's kind of true to an extent like obviously we're not 1975 or oasis or anything like that but um people have heard of us or some, some people have heard of us so the, the first thing we want to do when we get out is go for a pint we've missed beers and pubs and bars that's the very first one we're going to do um but yeah um management we, we had some meetings yesterday actually about um when um stuff opens in the uk going on a tour like a support tour playing a few like small shows probably in nottingham or local like uk cities but yeah we just want to play as many gigs as possible like we've got so much material written over um the past few months and stuff i just want people to show it out and stuff we've got an ep and some singles and hopefully music video coming out really soon um 
which should be really fun. Obviously, digital content scene, I think you can really do at the moment. But yeah, um, touring, gigging, anything related to like in-person communication and other humanly contact would be great. Um, humanly contact. Just, just, just anything. Like I just want to hug another person and not be fined £10,000. Um, so yeah, um, gigs, definitely the first thing we want to do. Um, whether that's in Nottingham yeah. or London or abroad. Um, yeah, go on a little tour or something. It'll be really fun. Have you considered the fact that you um, you might need to name every song after a movie title from here on out? You I mean you might have cracked the social media nut there, and um, you know if you were to title every song after TV shows or episodes or books or movies, I mean you're going to get searched out when people are on those topics. I mean, maybe, maybe that's the maybe that's the underlying secret tone of Blondes is that you. Uh, you write your songs that are your songs, but then you just name them something unrelated so people seek yeah. them out. I mean, it's kind of genius marketing, frankly. That's a great... Yeah, you've, you've just given us a lot of song titles there already, just like that. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I think it's a great idea. I mean, you never yeah. know. I mean, shh, it'll be our secret. We won't tell anybody. No, we won't tell and, anybody. Well, I, let me tell you, uh, fellas, um, if you had to pick one a favorite movie to write a song about, um, I guess I would be my my curious one now, since you sort of fumbled into the connection between all of those things. If you had to pick your favorite movie and write a song about it, which one would it be? My favorite uh, film was yeah. Apollo thirteen, which is a bit of a yeah, bit of a dark one, but it's got a positive ending. So I'd, I'd do a little soundtrack to that. I don't know how what how it would go and where it would be in the film, but yeah, Apollo. Yeah. I like space. I'm a bit of an addicted to like NASA and stuff. half my clothes have got NASA branding on it, which is a bit strange. Um, but yeah, the Apollo yeah. 13 for me. I don't know about Will. Love it. Well, you can just see falling, uh, falling for, uh, falling for you, falling in love. We, we will help you write the songs. Right, write it. I we like to write things. We'll collab. Oh yeah, collab. yeah just add some spacey guitars, some like yeah. Mac DeMarco yeah. vibes, and you're already in outer David space. David Bowie maybe in there. Yeah, Bowie. Right. Yes, yes. A little Bowie sample, and then there's got to be something about you know something about reentry and burning up, and something about. Uh, you know, finally back home to you where I belong. There you go. Song written. I think this is, this is a really Alex. exciting collaboration we've got going on there already. Mm, <laughs> what about you, William? What would you, um, what would you do if you had to pick a movie that was uh, a favorite to write a song for? Ooh, uh, uh, Shawshank Redemption is one of my favorite films. So I think that would be really hard to write something, to write a song about. It's very tense, um, but something, something to do, something for Shawshank would be cool. See, there you go. You got the poster, how beautiful you are. I stare at you every day, longing to be with you again, mm -hmm. right? Willing to do the work. Uh, you know, the dirt under my fingernails of clawing my way to you. You know, you got the whole, there you go. So I mean, you guys pick hard movies to write songs about, got to tell you. But I mean, there, there's opportunity here. Sorted. Are you in a band? You're not telling us about Shane. <laughs> no, I just, I like the yeah, that's awesome. You guys will tell you what, um, congratulations on the success. Um, it's a neat story. Once you're friends with the shift, we call it the shift family. Um, I don't know if it translates, uh, to Britain, but we call everybody shift heads here. And, um, and we, um, once you're a, fa a, a family member here, you're always welcome. So when you do make your way to Canada, we look forward to seeing you. Um, we would love to just have you back in the program just to chat about music, what's new in music. You guys want to, you know, share the band name. We would love to have it. Amazing. I mean, we'll just set it up. I mean, Ryan's the boss. He he makes things happen around here. So um, I think that would be fantastic. Ryan, what else is on your mind? Anything? Uh, I was just going to say, like, obviously, the vibe of this song that has gone viral is 
kind of captures so many of the uh, trends of indie pop and indie rock so well. So I was just going to ask, like, if you could pick one band that you would say is the main inspiration behind that song, who would you kind of attribute it to? I think we've probably got different answers to this question. Mm. I think mine, I I say this because they're my favorite band, but also because I can kind of see a bit of similarity, but New Order, um, to a certain oh, to a yeah. certain extent, it's probably not huge, but I kind of think of Age of, Age of Consent uh, when I think of Coming of Age a little bit, which is one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, probably Will's got probably more of a Brit pop answer to that question or a ninety. Well, no, I think the um, uh, well with that song, our guitar player had written the majority of it years ago before we'd even met each other, and then it was sort of pieced together in a rehearsal like a couple of weeks before it got recorded to the final mix that's that's released. Um, and I think it, it's kind of the long intro and the kind of long instrumental sections, um, which has probably been, which is probably why it, it has done well on TikTok, a kind of reminiscent of a kind of broken social scene kind of mm. um kind of composition in in terms of maybe not so much when the vocals are there but like the instrumentation and the way the guitars are sort of layered um and um but i I think by accident there's also a slight dance element because the drums you can hear it's actually an eight bar drum loop that's been just chopped and, and copied um it's not one live drum tape um so that in a sense and it's very sort of on the grid uh so that is kind of a and that's not what wasn't um didn't intend for it to sound kind of dancey but it, it it is kind of put together like a dance track as that and we like the way the drums sounded um, from that kind of chopping up of of, of the drum kit so uh that that's a happy accident i guess that it started to sound a bit more dancey yeah but that would that would also lead to the new order thing. So yeah. the answers really aren't that different, yeah. right? So it's very cool. Well, fellas, thank you very much for the time. You mentioned before we got on here that it was your first international interview. I I hope that we can contribute with your first international uh, radio play, at least in Canada, full on radio play, and we will get the song coming up. So thank you so much for sharing the time and uh, telling your story. And and I mean it uh, that we would love to have you back. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Oh, we're, that's great. We're, we're massive fans of Canada and we love it. So we'd love to come over someday and play some gigs or something. <laughs>